Are we a happy people? Are we a happy people? The uh, girls, my three girls, went to my mom's this past Friday night and didn't get home till around 4 or 5 o'clock yesterday. Savannah's birthday was the 19th. And uh, my mom has been trying to get with her uh, and take her shopping and hadn't been able to do it. So Friday and night and Saturday morning were the day, you know. And so all the girls went down there and they went to my mom's and they had a great shopping experience. And then Savannah came back and another one of her relatives that hadn't got to see her for her birthday came over. I saw happiness last night in my house. I saw happiness last night. It was, it was a fun night. It was a very fun night. Savannah opened her present. It was an iPad. How happy would you be to open up a present and it's an iPad? Her, she went, I mean, I saw just, you know, the, she kind of floated. You know what I mean? It was that kind of happy. You ever been that happy? You ever got something you were that, you were that happy? You just kind of, you know, you're so happy about that. And then all the girls, they had kind of a mini fashion show and showed off all the clothes. I mean, you know, my mom did her right. I mean, she had some nice stuff. She's showing us this and she's showing us that. She's, she's so happy. And then Emmy comes in and she changes in like five or six outfits, you know, and she praying, you know. You know how that, you know those nights. You've had those nights before where everybody's just so happy, so wonderful, you know. And, you know, Dana and I, I mean, the congregation here at Fountainhead, you treat me very well. And Dana, she does, she makes, she makes a nice living at, as a nurse. But we can't afford those things for our children. We can't afford. You know, Dana told my mom, you know, before she left after picking Savannah, she said, "I'm going to spend the night with you next weekend." You know? <laughs> so you know, but we can't we can't afford those those kinds of things. For you know, Danny, you know our finances, and hey, we're doing good. We're doing great. Don't don't get me wrong. We're doing wonderful. It's just. It's just, you know, we can afford to teach our children about something much more precious than an iPad. Something much more wonderful and lasting than clothes. Dana and I are able to provide for our children a loving place like Fountainhead to attend. Are you a happy people, Fountainhead? Are you happy? God wants you to be happy. He, 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 the Lord intended for us to rejoice in Him. It says the eunuch, after he was baptized, went on his way. Acts chapter 8, verses 39, 35 through 39. He went on his way after he was baptized, rejoicing. The jailer and his family, Acts chapter 16, verses 30 through 34. The jailer and his whole family who obeyed the God, they were happy. Early Christians with their precious faith, 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 7 through 8. They rejoiced with joy inexpressible and full of glory. Are you like that? Are you like that? Spiritually speaking, are you happy? Spiritually speaking? Have you ever been that full of joy for the Lord? 
Think about that happy time that you had. Have you ever been that way for God? If you haven't, why hadn't you? What's been holding you back? Let's talk about that today. It's hard to be happy if you're mad, if you're scared, resentful. What you're missing is is a key ingredient. What you're missing is is trust. It's what you're missing. Who needs trust? Well, everybody here needs trust. Everybody needs more trust. Even me, I need more trust. This sermon is for you. If you're becoming more and more impatient with the church and find more pleasure in criticizing than in prayer. This sermon is for you. If you're finding more and more pleasure in sinful things, worldly things, questionable things, this sermon is for you. If you're drifting further and further and further away from God, if you've stopped loving this congregation or the Lord's church, this sermon is for you. There are so many obstacles that get in our way. Keep us from what God intended us to be. In the first century, you knew you were being persecuted. You know, when a man was headed for you with a sword, you knew you were being persecuted then. You knew you were being persecuted in the first century when a crowd was coming at you with rocks. You knew then. The obstacles to our faith are more subtle today. Harder to pin down. But just just as devastating as the sword or the rock to our spiritual joy in Christ. We might have an illness or a problem or, or a painful experience And we think that everybody here in the building would be there at our doorstep with food to help us out through whatever it is that we're going through. But we must leap over the lack of sympathy that we find sometimes in the church. Like this Marine on this obstacle course. Look at his face. We've got to have that determination that no matter what anybody does or says to us, we are determined to trust God. Determined to do so. Determined to keep our faith. Like the Gentile woman who believed Jesus could heal her daughter. In Matthew chapter 15 verse 21, we are persistent. Determined. We're going to get our point through. We're going to get our request to God, no matter what. We're going to push through the the adversity. We're going to push through the... So many adversities that we have faced. Even here at Fountainhead. Even when the disciples, like here in this passage, just like on that day, they, they wanted to send the woman away. She was a Gentile woman. Don't bother the teacher anymore. 
like her, we leap over their lack of sympathy. Sometimes, to keep our faith, we must zigzag through the obstacle course of discouraging circumstances. When there's too much month at the end of the money, or when life throws you a change-up, I got real impressed by change-ups when the Braves were playing. They couldn't hit them. They couldn't hit them. Change-ups made them look silly at the, at the plate. When life throws you a change-up, what do you do? We don't trust the Lord to help us through the troubled times. Like Peter in Luke chapter 5 though, verses 8 and 9, we've toiled all night, we've caught nothing, worked all night, caught nothing. There's no zig left in the zag. Then the prayer's answered. Cast your net on the other side. The prayer's answered. How do you act? Do you act like Peter? When your prayers are answered, do you act like Peter? Do you hit your knees and praise God? He fell down and worshipped. The obstacle course that we are living in is full of Unbelieving friends, unbelieving family members that we've got to wade through. We have to wade through mean people too. Jairus was told in Mark chapter 5 verse 35, he was told, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? Jairus had come to Jesus wanting him to heal his daughter. Don't trouble the teacher anymore, your daughter's dead. Your friends and family do the same thing. They may not say it in the same way, but they don't believe. Or they have these wild ideas about the scriptures and about God. And they try to drag you back to the spiritually dead. We've got to get past this. We've got to scoot past these kinds of people, mean people who put obstacles in our way in this obstacle course as religious people, we get discouraged. We get discouraged. Like the disciples who came to Jesus complaining in Matthew chapter 17, verse 19. They came to Jesus complaining. And when Jesus cast out a demon, they, they couldn't cast out that demon. Jesus cast it out. And they asked, why, why could we not? The answer Jesus gave them was unbelief. You have trouble trusting. Like the disciples in Luke 24 who thought the reports their brethren told them of the risen Christ were were idle tales, they thought. So many times in this obstacle course, we cannot scale the wall that we have erected to trust in God. 
we put up walls where there should be no wall. I mean, how many times have we tried to get a visitation team going here at Fountainhead? At least three good times. Isn't that right, Gary? At least, at least three good times in the last five years. Yet they failed to stay together, haven't they? A few years ago, we tried to get other congregations to cooperate in Mission Portland to reach every person in Portland. But out of the 12 congregations that we asked, only two participated. So we decided to reach everyone ourselves. But the postcards and, and the Bibles, they didn't reach everyone as I dreamed. The radio show that I had, I had big thoughts about it. I've met more people that listened to the radio show after I closed it down than when I had it. I begged people to call. Nobody would. So I thought, I'll, I'll take that energy and I'll put it into something else. And so I, we went to the jail and we preached to the prisoners in the jail. I was thrown out, kept out of the jail by the everybody is okay except for you crowd that rules our society today. I was thrown in with false teachers. I tried to convince, I tried to teach. We get discouraged. In the scriptures, here in the Bible, that's where we find our attitude. That's where we find our attitude. The attitude we should have. Can't get folks to visit? Keep trying. Keep trying. It's Thursday. If you want to, come. Haven't reached all of Portland yet? Try again. Make more postcards. Buy more Bibles and give them away. Run into a roadblock with the world? Persevere. You know, we were out of the jail. Now we're back in, aren't we? Just persevere. Keep on bobbing and weaving. Working. Don't stop. Trust God. You know, in my life, I've lost over 500 pounds. I've been skinny and I've been fat. And I lose again, be skinny and be fat. I've been skinny and I've been fat. Let's do it again. Let's do it again, temple builders, right? Keep trying. Keep plodding along. That's the attitude we should have. The attitude that we should have is trust. Yeah? We must trust God. We're exhorted over and over 
to trust God. Psalm 37 verse 3, trust in the Lord and do good. Proverbs 3 verse 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct your paths. There are special promises if we trust God. Even when the world runs us through the gauntlet. Even when the seemingly impossible happens. You know, have you ever seen Team Hoyt? The, 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 the little the, the man in the, in the wheelchair, behind him is his father. Have you ever heard the story? The father was as big and as fat and as slow as me. He decided he wanted to get in shape. But his son, who could never run, could never swim, could never bike, his son just sat there. That's all he could do. So he decided that his son was going to experience everything that he experienced. And he started getting in shape. And he started running with him. And he started putting him on his bicycle and biking with him. And he carried him on his back over two-mile swims in triathlons. Team Hoyt, look him up. It's a wonderful story of a father's love for his son who can't do it. We're the kid in the wheelchair. got to trust. God will take us over the finish line. Ask the Savior to help you. Sing with me. Comfort, strengthen, and keep you. He is willing to aid you. He will carry you. There are special special promises if we trust God. If we trust in Him, we're like unmovable mountains. It says in Psalm 125 verse 1. Psalm 32 verse 10. Mercy surrounds those who trust in God. To trust means to fix your hope. To fix your hope. Paul instructed Timothy that some very soon would... Depart from the faith, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. And Timothy would be a good minister, it says, if he instructed the brethren about these things, verse 6. For the promise of life, verse 8, we both labor and suffer reproach because we trust in the living God who is the Savior of all men, especially those who believe. We make our hope for eternal life stationary. We, we fix it. We fix our hope even in the labor, even in the suffering. Like the mother giving birth through the pain, we hope for the new life and that hope is never wavers. Our Savior, Jesus Christ, has abolished death and brought to life immortality and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel to which I was appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of the Gentiles. 
For this reason, I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that He is able to keep that which I have committed to Him until that day, 2 Timothy 1, verses 11 and 12. To trust means to believe. The trust means to be persuaded, to be committed. Jesus is able to keep what till he comes back? What's he able to keep till he comes back? What did Paul, what did I, what did we commit to Jesus Christ when we were baptized into him? What did we, what was given to God to keep till Jesus Christ comes back? Well, we followed the example of Jesus, right? And Jesus being crucified, who 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 23, when he was reviled, did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously. Jesus Christ committed, entrusted himself to God. That's our example. And we who suffer, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 19, according to the will of God, we should commit our souls to Him in doing good as to a faithful Creator. We can trust God. We can trust God. We must understand that God is our helper And fix our hope on Him. Believe and be fully convinced, fully persuaded to entrust our souls to God. Who will give us eternal life. We put it all in God's hands. Psalm 46 verse 1, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. I remember a very dark time in my life. PD. Or, or BD. That's what, it, that's what I meant. BD. Before Dana. I remember a very dark time in my life. Where I felt very alone. I didn't even know what to pray for. My form prayer, you know. Dear Lord in heaven, thank you for this day and all its many blessings. It didn't fit. It just didn't fit. I didn't know what to pray for. I wanted to pray. But my words were empty. I was empty. But I wanted to tell God how I felt. And I I couldn't find the words. An English major. Couldn't find the words. A friend told me that I could use somebody else's words for a while. I went, what? Huh? He said, yeah, till you find your own voice. He said, the Psalms were a good place to start. They're prayers. The songs are also prayers. And so I started with my whole heart. I read the Psalms day and night. I, I carried, around, carried them around in a little New Testament with the Psalms and Proverbs, you know. I carried them around in my back pocket. And, and day and night I, I read them. And when I found a passage, I hit my knees and I, and I, and I prayed just what it said, because that's how I felt. I used the words from Psalm 3. 
Lord, how they have increased who trouble me. Many are those who rise up against me. Many are they who say of me, there's no help for him in God. I, I cried out in Psalm 4, Hear me when I call, O God, of my righteousness. You have relieved me in my distress. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer, I would cry to God. From Psalm 5, give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my meditation. From Psalm 6, O Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger, nor chasten me in your hot displeasure. Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I am weak, I pray. O Lord, my God, in you I put my trust. Save me from all those who persecute me and deliver me. And you know what? He did. He did. I stand before you a blessed man. He did deliver me. And He will do it again if I need Him to. I trust He will. He'll do it again and again and again. He'll always be there. He'll never leave me. I have fixed my hope on Him who is able to deliver me. Put your cares in God's hands just as Jesus did. At the pivotal moment on the cross in Luke chapter 23 verse 46, Jesus cried out, Into your hands I commit my spirit. Stephen, while he was being stoned, being stoned to death, he called to God, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Acts chapter 7, verse 59. You can too, as we've read. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 19. You can commit your soul to a faithful creator. It's going to take your complete trust though what it's going to take unwavering trust we sing that song burdens are lifted at Calvary don't we do you believe that do you believe it does that make you happy to know that does that make you happy it's supposed to make us happy supposed to make us rejoice with joy that's only found in Jesus Christ die to self be buried in baptism wash away your sins be raised a new creature a happy creature a joyful creature we'll all rejoice with you come right now as together we stand and sing